chat shit and get a call. Right. <laughs> Welcome to something queer is happening. <laughs> ASMR edition. <laughs> you were ready to go with that. <laughs> I was like, as soon as she clicks record, I'm doing this. So. <laughs> I love how the mic just goes on and I immediately, like, lose about 20 IQ points. <laughs> it's fine. It's normal. Totally normal. Uh-huh. We need a himbo. And that is a job I will gladly take. You're great at it. You're wonderful Thank at you. it. Thank you. I love being a himbo. <clears throat> Welcome to Something Queer is Happening Here, where we discuss queer subtext in literature and media. Because why bury your gaze when you can dig them back up? Yeah, it's it's been a few weeks uh, of us not being together. I was going to say in the studio. We're, we're never together. In there the is studio. no studio. The studio there is, is the studio. not exists. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we haven't recorded together in a while because you were feeling ill and then mm-hmm. I was away. And um, when I listened to the episode, it was actually, it was quite fun listening to an episode that I hadn't listened to a hundred times before yeah I had the same thing when I was listening to you and Cass I was like "Ooh, I wonder what's gonna happen next yeah. <laughs> I wonder where they're going with this yeah because you guys recorded it and then you edited it um <laughs> so yeah it was completely new to me and I was like "Ooh, I wonder if they're gonna mention me and then you did and it was really cute of course we um, did but yeah I felt bad because you were like oh I hope you're resting and I was like I was not resting oh no May, no I, I was away for a conference <laughs> So it was kind of a work trip, and then I yeah, was you can't really rest seeing family for like a week, and I'm not usually there for only a week, so I kind of like pushed myself a little bit too far when it comes to trying to see everyone. Um, you speed run family, you were like, yeah, I did family. Speed run family. <laughs> I yeah, I did my best, but I was um, very much burnt out, and then. Uh, and then I missed my connecting flight and had a meltdown at the airport. Oh, and no. um, Meg you got to meet Meg in person. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got yeah. to meet Meg in person. I got stuck in unnamed location and Meg came to rescue me. I don't know if Meg wants to disclose what city she lives in. So, yeah, it's it's been kind of a whirlwind uh, few weeks, but this is what's been happening. And uh, so we've been talking about the release schedule and mm-hmm. we never really settled on a release schedule. We did know we wanted to release an episode every week during Pride Month. But with our <laughs> crazy, crazy timetables, uh, yeah. we think it might be better, at least for now, to go to a fortnightly release. So we'll be releasing every two weeks. And if there's like, if we become massively famous and there's demand for more, then we'll <laughs> revisit that. But um, for now, so no, for our Patreon, that. so we can pay our bills through yeah, our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's it for the housekeeping. And uh, this week, I am going to talk about The Martian, and I'm going to make the case for why Mark Whitney is Arrow Ace. I'm so excited. I freaking love The Martian. <laughs> did you even know that's what I was going to be talking about? Because I don't know. Did no. you check the... Ooh. I, I, like, had no idea what you were writing notes on. And then right. you sent the, like, the little recording thing and it said The Martian. I was like, oh. this will be fun. I haven't done any prep for it, but it'll be fun. 
So, yeah. See, I should have just like faked you out with the title or something. Oh, you should have. I'll do that next time when it's my episode to plan. Yeah. Um, I was talking about The Martian the other day because somebody was doing Desert Island Discs with me and they were like, what would you take to a desert island? And I said, potatoes. Um, and like, <laughs> Obviously, you know, Cultured. Person of culture. So. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know the real ones. Right, right. so um, a summary for the people who don't know what The Martian is about. Uh, the Martian is a sci-fi novel by Andy Weir that was originally released on Wattpad and eventually became a bestseller with a blockbuster adaptation, which is great, by the way. Um, great example of, of a good adaptation. I personally really like it. I do like uh, that the, movie. Yeah. The protagonist, Mark Watney, is left for dead on Mars after his crew encounters bad weather conditions, forcing them to leave the planet. He's wounded, alone, and has no way to communicate with Earth but he still decides to do his best to survive for as long as he can. Mark is a botanist and a smartass, massive smartass, and his incredible ingenuity gets him out of some really tricky situations. Uh, I really recommend reading the book if you haven't already. It's gripping, hilarious, and surprisingly accessible if you're like me and you don't understand science. Like it managed to actually make me interested in science, which... um, Yeah, it it does a really good job of like like layman terming some like really interesting science information so yeah. it's, it's quite nice so um let's get into my argument now for why i think our protagonist mark whatney is arrow ace so first of all mark never gets a lot of interest not in flashbacks not within the crew nothing the only people that seem to have any importance in his life are his parents and his crewmates all of whom he has an extremely platonic relationship with he advises one of his co-workers who fell for another, but he never mentions his own experiences with romance and relationships, apart from like one joke about prom night. Um, and uh, all other members of the crew either have partners back on Earth or are into each other. Uh, he's the only one who's just kind of vibing. Just vibing. Just there to make friends. <laughs> yep. Just vibing. Um, he's also completely fine with being alone. Uh, and he doesn't seem to miss dating or sex. So um, kind of a spoiler for the book slash movie. Um, he's alone for, I think, about four years uh, in total. And yeah, he doesn't mention dating or sex much. Um, apart from making jokes, which we all know ace people make tons of sex jokes. Ace love sex jokes. <laughs> There's one point where he's uh, talking to NASA with like a text-based thing. Uh, and they're like, be careful what you say, because like we're broadcasting to the entire world. And he's like, look, a pair of boobs and make like a symbol that makes a pair of boobs. <laughs> and it's like, that is I very feel like energy. such an ace joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one example I have for this um, was this beautiful... Um, Thing where NASA scientists are like wondering what's like how how is this affecting him um he's stuck out there he thinks he's totally alone and that we all gave up on him what kind of effect does that have on a mind psychology he turned back to Venkat I wonder what he's thinking right now log entry soul 61 how come Aquaman can control whales they're mammals it makes no sense oh my god I was I knew exactly where you were going with that one that 
I, it's one of the clearest things I can remember about reading The Martian the first time was just absolutely pissing myself at that comic. It's I was just so like, funny. It's so good. I was like, oh God, his mind's going to be somewhere really dark right now. It's going to be so lonely. Broken man. <laughs> he's the the person, he's my um, go-to response when I think about like, if I were to like have a day with a fictional character or something, it's him because he would be just so much fun. Oh my God, he'd be with. such a laugh. Yeah. Absolute, absolute banner. Like he literally, he gets picked for the mission in part because of his ability to like make people laugh and be so like, yeah, just so endearing. Um, because they need that. They need that. Yeah. They're going to be on each other for so long. Yeah, you don't want to be around some dick. You want to be around someone like Mark <laughs> Watney. Yeah, another piece of evidence that I have is extremely, extremely objective, extremely scientific evidence, which is that um, so when he's asked to pose for a picture for NASA, he pose he does an awkward thumbs up pose. <laughs> I think that's so that's so queer. It's either an awkward thumbs up or an awkward face sign. It's one yeah. or the other. If yeah, it's definitely <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Oh, what a good kid. I was like, what a good kid. He's older than both of us. Yeah. Well, technically, he's just, younger than us because yeah. he's he was born in, like, I don't know, 2010? Mm, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, because it's slightly in the future. Yeah. Um, I think it's the, in the, what, 2050s? Something like that. it was 2030. Oh, maybe. <laughs> 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 this is something we will have to look at. We know at. stuff. So, uh, my second point um, is that they didn't even make him aloe for the movie. What kind of straight character gets adapted for a Hollywood movie and doesn't get an unnecessary love interest? Oh my god. <laughs> How ace do you have to be? That's such true. <laughs> like, if anyone's going to plug in an unnecessary love interest, it's Hollywood. And it's a I big know, right? Like, Hollywood. you've got Matt Damon, you're yeah. not giving him an unnecessary love interest. Matt Damon is the king of unnecessary love interests. This I'm going to go on a, a tangent here. Uh, but go for it. You, so I don't know if you've read uh, Andy Weir's latest book, Project Hail Mary. Uh, yes, I have. And I, yeah. I adored it. Oh, I listened to the audiobook, it's, which was so it's fun. so good, right? Do you know who they cast as the protagonist in the adaptation? Is it is it Matt Damon? Ryan Gosling. Yeah, <laughs> your face is saying everything. <laughs> See, Matt no. Damon was like he could do the humor. Yeah, Oscar I Isaac don't... would be a great. Oscar Isaac would have been great, right? Like especially after Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was it would have been great. Yeah, like just to, to pick Ryan the other Gosling. Ryan. I don't care. Ryan Gosling. I don't uh, like Ryan Gosling. I'll stay open if he impresses me, but I just I don't see him as. Uh, an endywear really funny protagonist i just yeah when i picture like you know late 40s old science teacher who's just like having a having a, a very fucked up no good very bad few <laughs> yeah, years that's just oscar isaac <laughs> yeah that is oscar isaac in moon knight it is oscar but isaac in moon knight <laughs> i mean come on if we imagine him doing his british accent in space oh quality yeah 
uh, this has turned into sipping for Oscar Isaac. What, me? Simping over Oscar Isaac? Never. Never, Never. once have I simped over Oscar Isaac. I say as I fan cast him as Steve, and, uh, Steve from Zombies Run. Oh. Yeah, who would be Right? <laughs> right? Especially, like, Dune-era Oscar Isaac. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I saw a post recently that described him as in the peak of his zaddy realness. <gasps> That's so true. <laughs> I freaking love Oscar Isaac. <laughs> okay, moving on, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Uh, so hot. my third and final point <laughs> is uh, that the fandom seems to agree. I hadn't, it's not something I explored before, but while I was researching for this episode, I was like, well, I wonder if other people have written about this. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's this one post. This isn't the most uh, popular post, but it is the most concise. And it just says, good morning. Mark Watney is asexual. Just thought you'd like to know. Yeah, yeah. And there's another post um, that's a bit longer about Mark Watney being arrow ace and has some related headcanons. And that one has over 600 notes. Um, I'm not going to read it all because, you know, it's it's long. But um, one headcanon that I picked out on it that I thought was really fun is Arrow Ace Mark Watney, who instead of going on about what girls he liked in college, rambled on about plants. And yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. God. Just talking about plants. Thinking about, like, if Mark Watney is, like, I don't know, 10, 5 years younger than us, he would totally have a TikTok right now. That's just plants. It's a plant yeah. TikTok. <laughs> or, or space TikTok. Yeah, plant and space TikTok where he's just like, I don't know, he's going through some old sci-fi movies and looking at the plants and assessing why they're like suitable or not in that world. I can imagine like his his um, uni roommate like bringing in a girl or something and Mark Whitney just standing there like spraying his little plants. <laughs> In a dorm room that looks like a freaking jungle, and the girl being like, "Um, I'm gonna go." So that that was uh, my argument for Mark Whitney is Arrow Ace. Um, true facts. Yeah, true facts. True facts. It's... I do have um a few questions. Okay. It started on Wattpad. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I'm know that. Sure. Yeah. He's it, like I... anywhere is like the dream of every like. Every internet writer. Right? Oh my god. I thought, like, I knew he went online to, like, fact check a bunch of his science and stuff. Because I don't believe Andy Weir is a scientist. Is he a scientist? No, he's just so... I have a lot of headcanon about Andy Weir, but... It's like it's not super acceptable to have headcanons about real yeah, people. Yeah, headcanons about real people are not a thing. <laughs> That's but, um, I don't think he's very neurotypical ah, um, yes. <laughs> and uh, it seems like science is very much a special interest like he has he has a lot of knowledge about it mm-hmm. like a lot of knowledge yeah no I, I agree on that one um but yeah I I knew he went online to like check his science I didn't know it was Wattpad because I don't know. I just, I just didn't know it was Wattpad. That is what, what a ball. Yeah, well, it, it I makes wish sense I could say when that. When you think about it, for the format, right? Like the logs. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. I'm loving this rise of like, not so much. I mean, obviously, the the, the Martian is not a fanfic, but like, 
the move of like fanfic style writing and Wattpad style writing into um, traditional publishing. Mm. I don't know. I just I just feel like it's a little bit more breaking rules a little bit. I don't I don't mm. know if that's. But yeah, that's really interesting. I'm so glad that you started Wattpad. It was just a bit of out of left field. I didn't think <laughs> that was. A thing. Yeah, and he's so incredibly successful now. So. Oh God, the dream. The dream is it like a, a like a big thing in the fandom that he's air race or is it just is it like when i was looking at merlin being trans and it was like a small number it's of people who relate to no i think it is a fairly small number of people but the martian fandom isn't that big anyway um mm. it's it's very much like i don't know it it became a blockbuster so it's something that people know about but there's not a lot of like diehard fans yeah um but yeah 600 notes i think considering the size of the fandom is fairly significant that's pretty fucking good yeah yeah um Uh, did you like come across it online is that's where you got the theory or is it something you just thought of whilst no i just thought of it i only looked it up online when i was researching today Mm -hmm. um but yeah that was just that was just my theory and i think like i think the same could be said for like the protagonist in Project Hail Mary as well. Um, yes. I think it's quite similar. Also doesn't have a lot of interest. Yeah. I think Andy Weir knows what he's good at like, writing, and that is Aero Ace, funny, smart asses. Well, he's he's figured space. it out after <laughs> the backlash from his second book, I think. What was his second book? Artemis. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I Artemis got it? a bit of a backlash. So basically because it has a female protagonist and the female protagonist is like fairly hypersexual. She's like openly bi. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like a bit of an anti hero. And a lot of people saw it as like, he can't write women. Um, but he actually addressed that, I think, in the foreword to Project Hail Mary, mm-hmm. saying that the problem, like, he's taken on all of the feedback, uh, which mm-hmm. is really great. Don't know a lot of others who do that. (laughs) Um, But he's also realized that um, a lot of the reason people didn't take to his second protagonist much isn't necessarily because she was a woman. It's because he gave all of the best of him to Mark Watney and then all of the worst of him to that protagonist. Ah, yeah. Um, So, yeah. That's a difficult line to tell. I kind of want to read Artemis now because yeah, I want to reread I, it as well because I, I want to. Um, I think I I find it better rereading without the massive expectations that come yeah. with like new book and only second book from a favorite author. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the disappointment that I felt at reading Artemis made the amazing experience of reading Project Hail Mary even better because my expectations were a bit lower. Maybe it was all part of the plan. All yeah. part of, he's, he's just got such a... He's got so many bumps in his brain. That's not the right saying. <laughs> you, know, like when, you know, like when like the more bumps you have in your brain, the smarter you are. I don't know. Rivets. His brain is so riveted. <laughs> he's got big galaxy brain energy. He was like, okay, if I write a bad book, then Project Hail Mary is going to do so well. Big brain energy big riveted brain energy it's not really a bad book i think it's just that expectations were so high after the immense success that was the martian um and he kind of like the pressure kind of probably got to him but um yeah yeah, catch me reading it absolutely Hmm? sorry 
he picked himself back up. His third book is yeah. great. Also, we it's just love a we just love an movie. author that like listens to feedback and yeah, and, and especially like such a big author. Yeah, and like a as far as we know, like straight white male. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna read Artifice now and just fall in love with it because I absolutely adore angry female characters. Yeah, I feel like you're like that protagonist that uh, yeah. date and then maybe we'll do an episode <laughs> on it if we can find. I I will because you know you've read some of my writing. All of the characters I adore are just angry yeah. women. <laughs> All angry women. All just angry women. Moving on. Um, Moving on. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that, I don't have any more questions because it's just sort of. I feel like this is the same as when I did the trans Merlin episodes. Like when someone says it, you're like, "Oh yeah, it, that's yeah, totally obviously. like that is that is just totally what it is." Um, we're into the the new feature, the Canon yes. Corner. Would you the like to tell our corner. audience about the Canon Corner? Yes. So this is very mm-hmm. exciting. We thought about it a little bit, and like, as much as our format is talking about subtext. We don't want to ignore the real representation that's out there. We want to encourage actual representation. Um, so we have another little thing that we thought about um, that will come up in future episodes, probably. That will be a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, but uh, we've decided to have a, a segment every week uh, called Canon Corner. Well, it won't be every week if we're releasing every, every week. episode. Whatever. Canon yeah. Corner, which is uh, <laughs> recommending you some stuff to read or watch or listen to um, based on whatever we're talking about that week. Uh, so, unfortunately, I couldn't find any asexuals in space. Um, if you know of anything with asexuals in space, please tell me about it. I want to read it. <laughs> um, so, I've got two queers in space recommendations and one arrow ace recommendation. Okay. Um, hit us so they're all books and for the first one i feel like every queer sci-fi fan will know about this one the long way to a small angry planet yes. yeah everyone loves uh, it i personally didn't i mesh with it i think just because i struggle with like very heavy world building it's why mm-hmm. i don't need fantasy and so like that was quite world building sci-fi yeah uh, lots of aliens and stuff. Um, but Very heavy on the love it. A lot of my friends love it, so definitely recommend it if you like big sci-fi world building. They um, um, they gave it out for free at my uni in my first yeah, year. It's... Like all of the ro- all of the dorms had like a copy of the book on their bed, like when you went in. And I was like, cool. Oh my god, <laughs> thank you. So now I have like three copies, but it's got our uni logo on it, which is really <laughs> it's quite interesting. I like it. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, if you want some gaze in space, but you want something. Uh, a little bit less world buildy. I really recommend Goldilocks by Laura Lamb. It's something that, I've, like, when I was reading it and right after reading it, I was literally begging everyone to read it because it's not as well known. Um, and yeah, I've never heard of character, it. Yeah, the main character isn't queer, but there are space lesbians, space married lesbians. The best uh, kind of lesbians. I know, right? Space lesbians. Um, oh and it's like feminist speculative fiction sci-fi mm-hmm. um where a crew of women it's a it's like a very 
close future where women have gone like women's rights have gone back a lot which um, <clears throat> is kind of what's happening at the moment well, i don't know what you mean uh, <laughs> what could you possibly be referring to and some women who were cheated out of a space mission to find a, God- a goldilocks planet steal mm. the spaceship and go anyway <laughs> Oh my god, I'm reading this. I'm just going on my yeah. reads right now. It's really good. And Laura Lam is a, a professor at the University of Edinburgh Napier. Um, because I looked her up and was like, it's really close. Maybe one day I'll go to Edinburgh Napier and, and be taught. Anyway, my last recommendation is the formative Arrow Ace book, which is Loveless by Alice Oseman. Um, I think <laughs> anyone Sorry, who's I'll read stop it, <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> I love Loveless. Like I'm not personally aromantic, uh, but I am on the ace spectrum, mm. and a lot of I had a lot of "Wow, this is me" moments when reading that book. There's this one line I'm gonna try to recall it from memory. That's like something like, "Why would you go to someone's house and take your clothes off when you can have stay at home and have a nice, comfortable wank?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had um, I have a couple of friends who are like Aero Ace or Aero, and I remember all of them being like, as soon as I read Loveless, like that was that was it. Like it was a book that just was so formative for them for discovering their identity. So thank yeah. you, Alice Oseman, again, a again. queen. <laughs> Truly, I really want to um, do a Alice Oseman marathon reread. Yeah, my friend um, Kira, who actually really li- she likes listening to the podcast. Thank you, Kira. We love you, Kira. Um, my friend Kira has met Alice Oseman like two times, and I'm very jealous. Oh, yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> she has like a little too. pin, and she's got pictures. Oh, really cool. yeah. I've met her by proxy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I still yeah. haven't read Solitaire. That's the only one that I haven't read. Well, that and the like associated um, mini stories. Mm-hmm. So I want to do that. I want to start with that and then do everything in order. Right. So that's uh, that's it for us for today. Yes, it is. Let us right. know if you have any Ace in Space recommendations. Let us know if you've read the things that I've recommended today, if you like it, if you agree with Mark Whitney being queer. Just, like, pop us a note. Come for a chat. We, we like to hear from you. We do like to hear from people. We're very, we're very chatty. Um, yes. We do tend to waffle on a bit sometimes, I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> right. We're going now. Stay queer. Okay. Bye, Pisa. <laughs> this podcast is a no storytelling production. It is produced and edited by me, Tudek, and hosted by Drew Frankie Victory and me, Tudek. If you want to support us, please recommend us to your friends, follow notes on social media, and consider subscribing to our Patreon. All the links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening.